Standby like use 2 through 33, sound 1A through 7. On deck, standby Q actors. Electrics, kill the blue run lights, please. Like you 2 and sound 1A. Go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hang and Focus Live. Hi there, I am your host, Sean Daniels. Thank you all so much for being with us today. We have a, a fantastic show as we get ready for the 24-hour plays, which are coming up in a matter of days, a matter of hours for us to be able to do. Uh, let me welcome to the show, as always, my co-host, Carly Elizabeth Preston, uh, who is on location with us. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Where? Tell, tell us. I People might be wondering, where are you? What is going right. on? <laughs> I know. I'm not in my normal little cubbyhole. I am actually in downtown Prescott. Um, I've taken a little vacation. We rented a cabin. So it's beautiful and green, and there's some thunderclouds up ahead. And uh, it's it's not 110, 15 degrees. So it's great. Wait, so you're, you're on vacation. I'm on you're vacation. at a cabin, and you're yeah. calling in for the show. Yep, this is Hang in Focus uh, on the road <laughs> I love this it. weekend. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so, let's... I might, so everybody, I might have to put a mask on. There's nobody around me at the moment, but just, you know, bear with me because we got to mask up Arizona. Um, that we do. And, uh, you know, but it's also great for us just to break the stigma of like people are going to be wearing masks out even co-hosts of incredibly popular online TV shows, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and bring out our first guest, who is Mark Armstrong, who is the artistic director of the 24-Hour Plays. Let's welcome to the show, Mark. Hello. Oh, hello Hi, there. On. How are you? Yeah. So let me just say uh, my, uh, my props about Mark and what a big fan I am of his. So. Um, he has always been doing fantastic work and he'll talk a little bit about, you know, running the 24 hour plays for some time. But I think what's been amazing to me is that of all the organizations I watch in our country, they made the switch to digital um, the quickest of anybody. And it was such a ray of hope and bravery, especially in those first couple weeks in March when we didn't know what was gonna happen and we didn't know if the floor was dropping out or where we were gonna be. And I mean, it's terrifying now, but I think if we can remember, there was some time in March and April when it seemed really, we had no idea where it was going. And just this idea that artists would continue to create and that you know, high profile and artists you hadn't heard of, we're gonna keep making art no matter what. I know for so many of us in the field, we were so inspired by the work that you did and the way you were able to move it forward. And so now for the first time ever that you focus on a state for it to be Arizona, I feel like is a, is a big deal for us. So, so thank you for everything you did for the community to keep it going. And then thank you now for uh, this first time being about Arizona because you, are, you have an Arizona connection, correct? Yeah. Well, first, thank you so much for all of that. I think I look back on it and I think, wow, we didn't quite know what we were harnessing when we got into producing the 24 hour plays as viral monologues, we knew that like everybody else, our show had been canceled. We were, you know, all of a sudden spread out remotely and not working in our office and hearing back from all these people that they wanted to do this crazy thing, which, you know, like the 24 hour plays itself, we intended as a one-time thing. We thought, oh, let's reach out to all these people who are sheltering in place. And the emails would come back. Jesse Eisenberg, yes. David Cross, yes. Andre Royo, yes. Steve Natalie Gerges, yes. 
And it was like, wow. <laughs> we just sort of rolled from there with it. And I'm delighted to be coming to Arizona, which is where I went to graduate school. I lived in Arizona for three years and I always, and you knew this about me before um, we had this virtual plan that I had always wanted to come back and work in the Phoenix area. I assumed that I would, but years would go by. And then I realized, oh, people have to know that I want that. I can't just <laughs> want it in my heart. I have to like <laughs> sing it with my voice. So <laughs> I, I, I reached out to you and just sort of, you know, told my, you know, secret, which is that I've always wanted to come back and make a contribution to the Phoenix theater community, which was a community that made a big impression on me um, during a time when I was at a stage where I was figuring out sort of who I was as an artist and what I wanted to do. I associate being there with that time in my life. And as you revealed to us in the uh, pre-show chat, you are a Zoni nominated director. Is that correct? <laughs> I am. Yes. <laughs> um, that credit is really long in the tooth, but I'm happy to... <laughs> I'm happy to reveal it to an audience who will know what that means. You know? <laughs> so maybe one day I can come back and win, but I do have the I, I do have the nomination for my production of The Skin of Our Teeth under my belt. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so what's great about this moment is that all three of us are gonna be involved, right? Carly, who in, yeah. in my mind is over to the left here and is <laughs> acting and I'm writing. And so it really is, you know, we're all, we're all a bit tossed into it. So but for those people that don't know, how does it work? Like how, what happens in those 24 hours? Well, what happens in the 24 hours with our stage show is that people meet the night before. And typically it's 24 actors and six writers and six directors. Everybody brings a prop. They'll say, here's my large broadsword and put it in the center of a circle. Here's my costume. It's an adult-sized Lando Calrissian outfit where it's a box of diapers and anybody can use that. If you're an actor, you'll say, here's my special skill. I can stand on my head, I can speak Russian, I can make a weird sheep sound. And something I've always wanted to do in a performance but never had the chance to do is to play a villain who dies in a horrible death scene or something as simple as I wanna play a love interest. I've never played a love interest before. So that's how we start by making the plays for our live show. And then writers will stay up overnight and write for character plays, you know, incorporating as many of these elements to surprise the actors with as they can. And then they rehearse during the day and perform that night. So when we thought about doing this in a socially distanced way, the first thing we thought was, well, we can't have the meet and greet because people can't meet up. So they'll have to do that virtually. So actors record a video and they say all of those things that I just mentioned, the prop, the costume, the special skills, something I've always wanted to do on stage. And the new element for these monologues was, where are you? Where can you film? For our live show, um, we're oftentimes on a Monday night on the set of, on the set of another play. So whatever, whatever that set is, you know, is the set for all six of our plays for that evening. In this instance, the set is wherever the person can film. So that first week we would get videos back. You know, Andre Royo sent a video saying, I'm in LA, so I can film in my apartment or in my car. So write a monologue that's in an apartment or in a car. And Dennis O'Hare sent in this haunting video of himself in Paris 
saying, here's the view from my balcony. The city is being put under quarantine. You see Paris shutting down in this video. And yeah, it was remarkable to see all of the, all of the sets, you know, and people who were so willing to let us into their home or wherever it was that they were sheltering in place. Some people were with family. So that's how it works in the virtual version is that the actors will send a video saying all of those things. The writer will then receive the video and they have, um, they'll get it at 7 p.m. and they'll find out who their actor is through that video. And then they'll write a monologue that night, you know, who knows how late they stay up. And then at nine o'clock the next morning, the monologue comes in and it gets sent to the actor and the actor will find a way to stage and film that in wherever they are. And then they send a, they send a file. And in our live show, printing and copying is always the hard part. That's where it breaks down. It turns out that there's, you know, technology has not made it any easier to like photocopy a bunch of pages and print them off. Something is just as likely to go wrong now there as it was in like 1997. But <laughs> the video version of that is I can't upload the file. It's too big. Um, the video takes time to compress. I have learned a lot from my team about um, how long it takes to download and then upload videos of a certain size. Um, the videos that people see are the videos that people make, but we put, you know, like the logo on and, you know, we'll put in this case, the 24 plays Arizona. So our team makes them look, you know, a little bit presentational. And that's the version of printing and copying. That's the virtual version. That's the part where it breaks down. There's some glitch in the file. Or... God. And how, then how are the, oh, how are the playwrights and actors, just since I'm one of the actors, just out of curiosity, how are they matched up? It's a little bit of the secret sauce. Um, sometimes it is people who have always worked together um, and, you know, people seeing them together is an extension of a creative relationship that exists. Some of it is a surprise. People who may have always wanted to work together but don't know each other. Some of it is, oh, if you know someone, I guess this is um, for repeat people. If you know that someone might be a little nervous about the time frame, maybe match them up with somebody who has done it before. That'll be a bit of a steady voice saying, you can do this. Sometimes it's totally out of the box, which is what would happen if David Diggs and Adam Guan and Josh Koenigsberg all got together and, and made something together. And it turned out that the three of them just became pals through that experience. So. Any of those, any of those work, whether or not it's increasing familiarity, starting a new relationship. And sometimes it's based on what people want to do in the videos. Saleya Pfeiffer sent a video saying, oh, I'm at, my, I'm at my family house in Seattle. And then I realized, oh, I know that Trista Baldwin's in Seattle. Saleya doesn't, probably doesn't know that we have a writer who's in Seattle, who's also from Seattle. What a nice surprise to pair up two people that are from Seattle and introduce them to each other. So it's, a, it's just a lot of, you know, it, it's, you know, it's the most creative part of my job, really. And I love doing it. People ask me why I don't often, you know, direct plays for the 24 plays myself. And this part of it, I actually feel is so creative and so satisfying and so artistic, figuring out who might make interesting and unexpected work together that that's the part that I really enjoy the most and Sean has so much knowledge about the Arizona theater community my knowledge of the Arizona theater community is 20 years old 
Um, so he is going to bring me up to speed on exactly who's who. And, you know, seeing these videos is going to be an introduction for me of people that are doing this great work in that's rooted in a particular place, which is exciting to me. Well, and, you know, I think part of what's exciting for me is how do we get Tucson artists to work with Phoenix artists, right? How do we get a Tucson playwright to write for a Phoenix actor or vice versa, right? Because we have these fantastic clusters of really talented artists that are world-class that may actually not work with each other because, you know, 90 minutes is just enough time to not get in the car and go to the other place. Because so, that drive is horrible. I think about that living in New York. I think, oh, you know, it takes me an hour to get from Brooklyn to Manhattan on the train. You know, I sort of imagine myself, you know, living in one of the cities. Could I rehearse a play in another city? But yeah, other people, you know, don't want to spend that much of their time commuting. No, no. Arizona is really big into not driving very far at all. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but I think, you know, that's, th so for me, I feel like I would bet we probably have a lot of people that haven't worked together before, but, yeah. but getting to know each other and then hopefully at the end of it, right, has a new relationship with an artist that they really appreciate and they went through the crucible of 24 hours together. Yeah. Uh, and now they know, you know, they know each other even so. And I think part of our goal, right, is the state theater is like, really, how do we lift up the whole state. And in my mind, this is one of the ways we do that. That's great. And it's what I love about the 24 hour plays. I think the most is the relationships that it develops between artists over time. I was telling you this before when we were you know, chatting before we got on the call, which is that people meet each other and they immediately agree to trust each other and make something together. And then it's harrowing and it's exciting and it's scary and it's stressful. And then at the end, they think, oh, if we could do that together in just one day, what else could we do together over time? And everybody is exchanging contact information with each other. And years later, we'll find out that people who met during our show will you know, go on to work together again and again. David, Lindsay Bear, and Rachel Dratch have done you know, so much work together after meeting you know, through the 24-hour plays. She's, she became amused for him and you know, he never let her go. So I want to ask Carly this, why, why would an actor ever do this, right? This, <laughs> this, is, this is the basic actor nightmare, right? Like the classic actor nightmare it's is that you walk it. out on stage and do not know your lines or where you yeah. are, right? Yeah. So that, that's pretty universal. So this is kind of daring that to come on. So why, why does an actor ever sign up to do this? Sorry, there's a giant Coca-Cola truck going past. Um, because it's also thrilling. You know, I mean, yes, it is the actor's nightmare. And I'm like, I keep telling myself, like, I hope I get an easy monologue to memorize. because <laughs> It's got to be fast. But but I think nothing gets those creative juices flowing than than the, than that pressure. Um, you know, I think the actor nightmare I have over and over again is remounting a show that I did years ago. Actually, it's the summer on stage show I did at ATC when I was in high school and not knowing the lines or what I'm doing. Um, but in this, uh, it's just, it's gonna get those creative juices flowing. It's exciting and what an amazing way to highlight the Arizona artists here. So I'm, I am 
thrilled. I sent in my video yesterday <laughs> and, and gave like a bunch of different props and costumes. I mean, it might have been too long, but I'm just so, so excited. And either to work with um, a playwright that I know or have heard of or meet somebody new. I, I'm, I'm thrilled. That's great. And yeah. And sometimes it's surprise it's your best friend or surprise it's someone you've always wanted to I work with or right. it's a person that you don't know and have never worked with. And right. all of those things are the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Has it ever gone horribly wrong, Mark? Has it ever, you know, does it ever, what, I have to imagine some, do they ever just, somebody call you in the middle of the night and say like, I'm out, I can't do this, or? You know, I have to say, um, so, nobody's, um, I think rarely if people dropped out during the 24 hours, sometimes with um, the, the celebrity gals in New York, people do drop out like leading up to the show and that part is very stressful because you know their shooting schedule for their television show gets rearranged you know mm -hmm. we've started calling the week before our live show drop ad season you know right. <laughs> because like a lot of the artists that we have you know announced you know or we say that they're scheduled to appear you know bow up because of conflicts sometimes actors who, who are running a musical on broadway you know i'm thinking of um, one example in particular just saying look i've almost lost my voice i'm doing eight shows mm -hmm. a week you know, I don't think that I can come and do a Monday night show. But once people are there the night before, they have, A, entered into a contract with their peers that they're going to do this, mm -hmm. and they're not going to let their peers down. And also, it's exciting, you know, just to see what kinds of things people want to do, you know, and sort of who people are outside of, if they're a celebrity, who are they creatively outside of maybe the one thing that they're known for in film or television, which sometimes is just one particular sliver of their creative life. So, are, but have things gone horribly wrong? Sure. <laughs> well, um, you know, um, David yeah, Lindsay give, Bear has give been us, a- give, give us the like juice, yeah, on like- yeah. Um, <laughs> David Lindsay Bear um, is one of our regulars and he has always been such a trooper about people going up on a line. For the most part, people nail it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what's exciting, you know, is 95% of the time the audience comes like expecting, oh, this is just going to be a big goof and we're going to see people screw up. And I actually don't like when that happens too much. I actually prefer to sort of surprise them with how much people can get done when they work together. Yeah. But there will be a moment invariably where there's a long pause and then the audience starts to laugh because they know that somebody forgot mm -hmm. their line. And then in this particular instance, then Rachel Dratch starts to laugh on stage. And then um, she has a very particular, um, um, people know her from, you know, perhaps going up on Saturday Night Live. So they saw her make that, I don't know where we are face that they recognized from her television show. And then her scene partner was Josh Charles. And then you see Josh and Rachel both turn up stage and then their backs are just shaking. They're laughing and then the audience is laughing. And finally from the back of the house, you hear David Lindsay Bear yell, talk about the roof for God's sake. <laughs> 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 and of course, um, if th that can't happen too many times, but the fact that it happened, I mean, but the fact that it happened once was unmissable. It's yeah. like that only happened once. And if you weren't there, you didn't feel like the exhilaration of being in a real moment. So how do you how do you feel the magic changes? Because obviously the the energy in live theater is very different than when it's filmed. Mm -hmm. So have you so um, have you noticed a difference between 
the live performances and the viral videos. I mean, because obviously the actor, if they mess up on a line, you can stop and record like film. Yeah. So mm-hmm. has any has any of that magic, for lack of a better term, have you been able to tell tell that because of the two different, very different mediums? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think what's been successful about um, doing these monologues is we weren't trying to pretend that they weren't videos taken on someone's phone. You know, we weren't trying to sort of pretend that it was a live stage play. People ask, can I edit them? And it turns out that actors are really good at filming and editing themselves because they have to do it for auditions. They have to do it for self-taping. And I did not realize to the extent just how comfortable they were. I remember the first week, Will Swenson saying, oh, quick self-tape. I can do that. And I have found that they have enjoyed using the self-tape skill that they usually use for a sales purpose for a creative purpose. But it is different because they're not feeding off of an audience like you do in theater. So there is this unbelievable intimacy to it um, that you feel like this person that you, you know, may have seen at a sort of distance now is right in your face. And it's really, it's really intimate. And I've been surprised by how much intimacy has been able to be conveyed. But of course, that collective joy of an audience experiencing something together that caused us all to fall in love with the theater, we can't replicate that through this. Um, But I think there has been a concurrent collective joy in seeing people discover them through the night and seeing people cheer each other on online and saying, oh my God, so-and-so, you nailed it. And if you go into Instagram comments and see actors praising each other, that's cool. That's a really cool thing to see and be a part of. And then another actor, you know, will pop up in the comments and say, hey, how did you get involved with this? You know, and then that's when I sort of pop into the comments and I'm like, DM me. So it has its own, that's not being in a theater audience. Nothing could ever be like being in a theater audience. But it is finding ways to be with people using the tools that we have available to us now. Yeah. You know? So we ask each uh, person who comes on the show to bring a word with them that uh, we feel like, you know, that they want to discuss or is in their heart on that day. Do you have a word for us? I brought the word community. And why? A great word. Why? Why that word for today? It's interesting. I... Years ago, I had to um, sort of decide what my kind of life artistic mission was, and I decided it was to build community. And I think what we do with the 24-hour plays is, you know, over a very short period of time, we're trying to build a community. And what you're doing over a very long period of time with Arizona is building a community that encompasses the entire state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And makes people feel like they are in a long-term community that can grow together and have a conversation that exists over time. And the thing that I like about, I like communities because I like people and I like being around people. And I'm a real booster for what people can do when they are together, that they can't do by themselves. And what we do in a small way, you do in a big way. So I think that um, that match is why I decided to bring in the word community. Phenomenal. Well, uh, all right, last, before you go, 
So I'm writing and Carly's acting. Mm-hmm. What 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 are the rookie mistakes to avoid? What like yes, what please. what's the what's the insider tips we should know <laughs> yes. that uh, that everybody's like, oh, now that I've done it once, I wish I knew this. Like, what you are know, the things to know? You know, I would say that let's say that you and Carly happen to be paired up as an actor and a writer. Um, avoid having an extensive dramaturgical conversation about changes to the play that will <laughs> eat up the time that you need to get it done. You know, like every moment that the car is not moving forward, you know, there's a moment where the car doesn't get to Glendale or wherever we're metaphorically trying to go with this. So riding the horse in the direction that it's going and also as a writer, making use of the people as they present themselves. Mm -hmm. What I like about this is that so much of casting in theater and TV and film is about here's what I'm looking for. Can you do that? And this process is about an actor saying, here's what I can do. What can you do with that? Mm. You know? And I think that that's why actors have liked not just the rush of being involved in something that happens so quickly, but an opportunity to show what they can do that they are not normally asked to do in there, something that's so special about them that you almost couldn't put it in a play unless the play was written for that to be a part of it. Yeah. I like that model. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's a great, yeah. what actor doesn't love that? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's the most fun. I've been doing it since 2003. I got involved as a director and they just couldn't keep me away. So having people do this for the first time, just seeing people discover this. Um, I, I discovered it and made, you know, it's, you know, the artistic process essentially like at the center of the way that I feel about making art is connecting with people and saying, what can you, here's what I can do. That's great. Ah, well, we yeah. can't wait. We we're all thrilled and terrified yeah. to yes. do it this upcoming Tuesday. <laughs> There's gotta be a little blood on the floor or it's not the 24 hour place. That's right, that's right. <laughs> So for anybody that wants to know, it's this upcoming Tuesday. That is July. What is the date there? That is July 14th. Uh, It'll be on the 24-Hour Plays Instagram, and then it will be on the Arizona Theater Company Instagram and Facebook page, and then on your website also, right? For people to be able to. Absolutely. All right. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Mark, so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be in league with you guys for this. Talk to you Uh, soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I feel like we got actual good tips. Yeah, no, this is good. This is good. I mean, it's got to be scary for a playwright too, right? I mean, you have you have only a few hours to create something. I, I guess I'm the most, I'm just hoping that I see the video of the person and then I know what I want to do. My You'll worry, be inspired. My worry, yeah, my worry is watching the videotape and being like, I got nothing. And then, and then, you know, normally you're like, go for a walk, take a nap, whatever. It's like, no, you got to yeah, do it right then. You don't anyway. have time. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. No pressure. No, it'll, it, <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking forward to it, to be yeah. able to do it. But yeah, that, It'll that's, that, that moment for me is, is the one moment I'm nervous about watching yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's bring on our next guest who we're all so excited to bring out. So uh, this is Ashley LaRussa, who, uh, go, hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> hello, Queen. Hi, Miss Ashley. Hi, Carly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. It's really good to see you. Good to see you, too. We're so glad you joined us today. 
Well, yes, thank you for the invitation, Sean. Thank you so much for reaching out as well. I'm really excited about being here. Um, so can you just give us the like overview of your empire of things that you see? Because I went to your website today and it's amazing. It is. And I was like, why don't we have this for Phoenix? Why don't we have this for everywhere? Why, you know? So just give us just give us a little bit about you, the launching of your website and where you are, and then shout it out a couple times. Okay, um, a little bit about myself. I was born in Texas. Uh, my family and ancestors are originally from Lafayette, Louisiana. And so I received a BFA in Huntsville, Texas moved to Florida for about two years in an internship. And all of these things were a mixture of what hopefully was to build in my business. My business name is Rue Events. That's R-O-U-X. Um, and Rue stands for the base and Creole dishes, a foundation of mixtures of butter and flour and fat. Um, and then you add in your seafood. And so I wanted to apply that to the business model being a foundation and a collaboration here in our community. Um, the website is rueeventsllc.com. I definitely wanted to put that LLC in with my first business, but now my DBA is Rue Events. <laughs> but I was really excited to launch um, a, a business. And so that's my website. And our focus is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, when it applies to events, um, our angle is to make sure that everyone is included, everyone is invited. And then when it comes to consultation, I do one-on-one, -on -one, um, especially uh, smaller organizations and groups. So who who's the type of person or organization that would reach out to you in a moment to say, like, we need Ashley, like just for, for who out there is watching, what type of events are they putting together that they need your assistance in? Yes, um, when you're ready for Rue, hopefully you're a nonprofit organization doing your annual fundraiser and you're looking at expanding your sphere of influence. You're looking at having um, a diverse group of individuals at the table, as it were, at that fundraising event. I'm also working with community leaders um, that don't have much of a budget, but have a mission in mind of collectively bringing us together. So between organizations and community leaders, I find work with working with the community. And um, with, as long as their mission is aligned with DEI initiatives, then that meets my value as well. That's amazing. And then tell us just a little bit about Blacks Friday that you've also uh, launched. Yeah, which is, what, which is what I went to today that I was like, oh my, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is needed everywhere. Yes. Well, happy Blacks Friday, because today <laughs> is Blacks Friday, and every day, every Friday especially, is Blacks Friday. <laughs> um, so we launched in June um, of this year, but the actual hashtag, hashtag Blacks Friday, started and was originated by KP. He's Khalil Knight. He owns a number of businesses, but he also runs Blacks Radio, as well as he was on KXCI um, Blacks Radio. Um, he started with a hashtag just with the call for businesses to be able to promote themselves. And so we weren't, as Black business owners locally, finding the opportunity in promotion, whether it be dollars or whether it be access. And so we found on social media using that 
hashtag using that opportunity to tag, we were able to collectively have this full list of local businesses. And with that, we launched the project a year later, especially during the COVID crisis and issues, we found that a number of businesses were suffering. And statistically, um, just to put that number out there, 450,000 black owned businesses declined in April, right around COVID. And so they became this urgency to really support, really uplift and spotlight. And then with the cases that happened in death with Mr. George Floyd in May, it became of important urgency to make sure that these businesses are supported and recognized. And so it became a really hard mission and project to try to launch a website and an app with an accessible directory within a month for all of our community members to shop and support. But you did, you pulled it off. <laughs> we pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, it was great. We also had an online event where we were able to have a pitch competition. So black business owners who decided to do a pitch for one minute um, were able to have an opportunity to win a cash prize. Again, this is just another opportunity of having resources and accessibility to these business owners. It's amazing. Ashley, you are, <laughs> girl, you know how much I love you. You are so inspiring. Um, but you also are not a stranger to Arizona Theater Company. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, talk I moved bit, to Tucson for ATC. Yeah. Yeah. You moved to Tucson for ATC? I didn't know that. For ATC, I did. I had an opportunity to meet our artistic director at the time, David Ira Goldstein, over in Florida. We were at West Palm Beach at Florida Stage, and they were doing a number of co-productions, and I was a stage management intern. And I just, you know, threw it out there. I gave my cover letter and resume over to David, and he passed it on to John Kingsbury, um, rest in peace, a production manager and stage manager at ATC. And they hired me. And at the time, I was actually doing summer stock in New York. I was in New Lebanon at a theater called Theater Barn, where basically you wear all the hats and you make it happen. And so when I got this call that I had an opportunity um, that following fall in Arizona with Arizona Theater Company, packed the bags up and moved on, stopped off in Texas to get some things settled with the family and then came over to Tucson. So ATC is definitely a very strong integral part of my upbringing and my life. I spent 10 years with Arizona Theater Company and ATC, they gave me the opportunity to excel in different departments. I started as a stage manager, but then I was able to go into administrative and learn company management. And then my last position was management associate and board liaison. So I was really able to be there for the governance moment and the strategic planning. So they really helped me grow. Um, and I just encourage anyone that's in theater arts to really explore all of the areas of theater because it's really, it's building you up for your life. It's an apprenticeship of life. Um, so yes, theater. <laughs> that's uh, that's an amazing, we'll just use that as an ad for us. Yeah, for okay. the, for the near future, yeah. <laughs> Happy to. <laughs> So what, so you, you know, you're a community leader in Tucson. 
you know, and we're, you are, you know, so, and we're, we know that we're going through a, a tough time right now, right? Across the board in terms of what, what are you seeing? And then what do you see for the future of all the organizations that we, you know, love and care about so much in Tucson? I think it's a true moment of transparency. If you are following values and missions of open door policies and talking upfront about uh, courageous conversations, I think it's a true time for organizations to make a stand and to say, we stand up against injustices and we stand with our fellow brothers and sisters and non-binary to move forward positively because that's, that's our only way, you know? And there are gonna be individuals that don't wanna see progress or, or they, they're not concerned with the positive. And there's always gonna be those individuals. We have to learn how to navigate around and collect the other positive-minded people that are moving forward and want us all to succeed. But before any of that can happen, acknowledgement, we must acknowledge all of our transgressions. Do you feel like Tucson is doing that? I feel there are areas of Tucson that are and have always supported and have voiced up against those that are being unjust, you know, with unjust uh, values against them, with being in horrible situations. We're right here on the border, you know? So the same individuals that are talking about all of these issues are collectively moving forward together. You know, I'll voice up for my Latinx community as they voice up for my community. And so have you. Um, so I feel there are groups in Tucson, but I would not say at this point nationally, Tucson is someone that's spearheading that completely yet. I put in yet because there is promise. And with the size of this city, we can be truly impactful on how positively we want to move forward. So we could make a change. And I'm about that change. You, yeah, you are, you are. So people <laughs> that are people that are at home watching and say like, you know, I'm with you, what, what can they do? Go to your website, if, go to- oh my gosh. If, if they're with us, if they're with the greater good, then they could visit blacksfriday.com. They could look and support a uh, black business at the very least. But truly, if you want to be impactful, there needs to be partnership. There needs to be collaboration. This is not a trend. This is not for the summer of 2020. We support, you know, these black businesses that have been neglected, you know, historically. Um, this is forever. This is moving forward. And I encourage industries, if you're a chef and you have built up a platform and you have a brick and mortar and you have a following, why not reach out to another fellow chef? Have them come and cook in your kitchen. Have an event around that. Do it virtually. But collaborate and partnership is going to be our future. That's wonderful. I yeah. Uh, Why were you ever in stage management? You, you are, you are, you are like meant to be a leader from the drop. Yeah. 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 That's a wonderful compliment. I'm, I'm a little awkward with compliments still because yeah. I am a stage manager. So I'm used to being in the background, making the magic happen. So this is definitely an awkward position, but I'm happy to do it during these times. 
Well, Ashley, you do it so well. You did it, you know, as company manager. I mean, you you brought us all together and found, try to find moments because it's hard. We all we can, all can agree that it is hard doing theater. Um, and you you just from the get go were able to bring community together, and that is what you're doing so beautifully with Rue events in Tucson. Where do you where do you, and this is not supposed to be like an interview question, but where do you see yourself in Rue in five, 10 years in the growth? Ooh, I would love What is that is, ultimate dream? Oh, okay. Let me tell you about my five year strategic plan. Yeah, yeah so, please yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are a year and a half old and I have aspirations at the three year mark it being very present in Phoenix. And so starting to expand into um cities in Arizona, but soon statewide. I'd love if Rue is an Arizona statewide brand and an opportunity and the example of what other smaller cities can do to collaborate with the whole state because we are blessed with a number of smaller cities, especially between Tempe and Chandler and other spaces right with Mesa, you know, Mesa Community College is a beautiful space. And so I, I envision and I'm manifesting Rue to expand statewide in their three-year plan. And then by five years, I'm really hoping that there's some opportunity for nationwide, starting with the West Coast, California. That, that's amazing. Do you ever, would you ever think of taking it back, back home to Texas? I would. But there's a lot, you know, there's a lot there that needs some working on. Yeah. Yeah. Texas is, is my home state. But when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, there's definitely, hopefully by some conversations and some partners in California, the 10-year, maybe we can yeah. meet, move towards the central. <laughs> Actually, have you met Chanel Frog, our new? I haven't in person. I've never okay. met her in person, but I know of her. Yeah, we got to get, we have to get you two powerhouse queens together because y'all will be unstoppable for sure. I snuck into her DMs. I was like, you don't know who I am, but congratulations. Yeah, no, I think I did. I think like the day after she got here to do cabaret, I was like, um, hey, we met really briefly, but can we like be friends? Yeah, yeah she is definitely a queen indeed. Oh yeah. my gosh. And that Phoenix connection to, you know, maybe make that three year or two year, you know what I'm saying? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chanel, if you're watching, I'm just, I'm just pimping you out all over the place. Yeah, I know. It's not a pimp, sister. It's not a pimp. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Miss <laughs> Ashley, we ask all of our guests to bring a word yes. that means something in this moment for you. Did you bring a word for us to share and why? I did. I did. I brought resilience. And the reason why I brought resilience is because when I look up the definition, I believe that it is a representation of Black people, not just in America, Black history, even ancient history, the resilience of descendants from Africa. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. That, it's that's all cool. of us. Yeah. 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 
do you do you think about that word on a daily basis as you I mean you're because you're essentially you're launching a business right you are you start are up. you are doing what one of the hardest things there is is to actually start a business where something didn't exist before right and so and you're doing it beautifully and it's growing but do you do you feel that resilience is a part of each day in that way definitely yes you know um, especially with what we're seeing daily on the news um, you know what's happening locally with health um, and how Arizona's on the map um, yeah. I definitely uh, think about it daily. The project Blacks Friday is actually what pulls me out of bed in the morning, hmm. you know, because uh, primarily I was in an event management company and had a number of events lined up for the fall and into the spring next year. And those were postponed. And so you had to do a really hard pivot and decide how can I still be useful um, in my business and mission while I'm still at home. And so, yeah. Uh, resilience is definitely a word uh, that I whisper every morning, or maybe I hear my ancestors whisper to me. <laughs> uh, so before we go, what are all the shout outs you want to make sure we get in so that yes. we can, so that we can tag them and our team will put them in the chat below so people can find, I look at you, I know, see, this is where you are a stage manager a because stage you have post-it right. notes. That's right. All over it. <laughs> Who, yes. who, who, you, like, who are all the people that our people need to visit and support? Yes, please. Well, first, a huge shout out to Arizona Theater Company, the State Theater. Thank you for having me on. So, so if you good. haven't visited the website of Arizona Theater Company, you should. And I'd also love to give a shout out to blacksfriday.com. Um, there you can shop blacks and see a number of different industries that are spotlighted. I want to give a shout out to all of my team, team behind Blacks Friday. That's Sean Louis, a local artist here, KP, who's over Blacks, and KP Madman, as well as Cruz from Cruz Photos, Shanoa with Curated Color, and Terrell Henry with Creative Collabs, um, Robert Johnson with our Apple app. Shop at the App Store, Blacks Friday. That's right, you can download an app. And then our last shout out to Akil, Akil with Pinnacle Marketing and Consulting. He's the individual that set up our website. And I encourage anyone that's looking to build their website to check them out. That was the most organized shout out I have <laughs> ever been a part of that. <laughs> you shout out to David Ira Goldstein and the ATC <laughs> family. Jerry, welcome back. <laughs> I know you got me, I know. <laughs> One of the one of the right before we go, I just want to say to people who have not gone to Blacks Friday. I mean, I went and and I am a native of Tucson and I am amazed at how many amazing businesses, black owned businesses we have, because I mean, let's be honest, our population is really small in the state. And so to see how many black owned businesses we have that we can support, it is it is inspiring and, and it's awesome. So thank you, Ashley, and your whole team for bringing all of those people to light. Thank you, Carly. Thank you for visiting. And there's yeah. more to come because we have some young professionals and entrepreneurs that have some ideas already. <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a question that someone wanted to ask. Uh, any thoughts on being part of the cohort program at oh, Arizona Theater You are a member. Yes. Yeah. I am a part of the cohort and I really enjoyed um, visiting and coming back 
um, and checking out the shows in the rehearsal hall. I think I had a moment where I was getting teary eyed because I remember taping those floors. That was, that was 12 years ago, those knees. But yeah. I remember. <laughs> yes, definitely ATC cohort um, forever. Yeah, legacy, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. our program for how we, you know, we bring people in to try to make the it transparent, right? To people to understand like how a show comes together, all the work that goes into it, who are stage managers, right? I mean, that is something that I think people don't realize who the backbone of any production is. That's right. That is very true. And so it's really good to see, you know, that process, the page uh, to stage, not to be too cliche, but um, the process is truly <laughs> remarkable. Always a fan of that, of the table work. I really enjoyed that work that happened for those few days in the first week because you could really just see the development happen. So kudos to ATC for continuing that and opening the door for that transparency. I'll be honest. I think when we get to do that again, everyone is just going to like weep through every part of the process. You know what I mean? We're going to be like, here's where we talk around the table and everybody will just cry, you know, because we <laughs> took it for granted. You know, we took it for granted. Yeah. That and, first um, meet and greet is going to be so emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It totally is. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. Yeah, well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for everything you're doing for Tucson and in a year and a half for Phoenix and then three years for the West Coast. That's right. Uh, and then in 10 years for Texas. So thank you so much <laughs> for all those. And thank you for coming on our show and being a part of our community. Thank you, Sean. Really appreciate the invitation. Have a great no, Friday. No problem. <laughs> Carly, now you get to go back to being on vacation. Yes, I'm going to go to my cabin. I know, as well you should. All right, we are going to throw it now to the call board so that you can find out more about what's happening at Arizona Theater Company. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Okay. Hi, I'm Will Rogers, and this is your call board of upcoming events for at ATC for this week. Um, it is a big week at ATC. We have the 24-hour plays. We have cohort happenings going on, and we have classes for youth and adults in our education department. So I need some help to this week. Come on in, you guys. Hey, girl. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So some of you uh, got to know Chanel a little bit last week uh, on our, when she was our guest on uh, Hang and Focus Live with Sean Daniels and Carly. But um, now she is on the team as our associate artistic director. She is uh, going about 100 miles a minute, and... Um, and she's going to be producing Hang In Focus. So welcome to your first show as the producer, as the team of Hang In Focus. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. And then Mom, the always here. gracious, the always beautiful, the always talented Jasmine Roth is here as Woo-hoo. well. Um, but first, let's learn about 24 Hour Place. Yes, well, let's just jump right on in. So I am so excited about what this means for Arizona Theater Company. So this is the first time that the 24-hour plays franchise has ever focused on a specific region. So Arizona is the first. So this gives us some great national attention focused on Arizona right now, and we're really excited to be a part. So what this means is that Arizona Theater Company asked 14 other theaters across Arizona. So that makes ATC the 15th. And they asked, um, we asked basically if you could recommend an actor or recommend a writer that was willing to collaborate in this process. So it's only 24 hours that the writer gets to um, figure out what they're going to write about. And then the artist has to um, get paired with them 
learn the monologue, and then we release it. So it is super brave. See what comes out of it, right? Like what risks are taken, uh, what writing under such pressure, like um, what kind of material comes out of that. And then inspired by all the events that are happening right now, um, I'm really interested uh, to see what some of our playwrights write about. And there's a theater company gets to work across the state with lots of different theaters and build these relationships and really put our feet into the community as being the unifying state theater. So I'm, I'm really excited. Awesome. Um, as part of the 24 hour plays, um, we are getting our cohorts back together uh, digitally, of course, and we are going to host ATC's first uh, watch party on Facebook. So uh, you'll check out, yeah, check out the uh, 24 hour plays on Tuesday. On Wednesday, join us on Facebook Live and we will watch all, I think, 13, 15. How many are we going to, do you guys know? It will be 15 if we include ATC. So we, we are certainly including ATC and we will watch <laughs> all 15 marathon style. We'll be joined by cohorts, we'll be joined by ATC staff. Um, we'll be joined by actors, maybe even Chanel and Jasmine, who knows, uh, and writers from the actual project. So we have a really good time. And if you don't know anything about our cohort program, you can go to ArizonaTheater.org slash cohort and learn all about it. You do not have to be a cohort to join us for the watch party. But uh, if you are interested in that program, just follow the instructions right there and you can uh, you can sign up. Uh, now it's time to learn about what's going on in our classrooms this week. Jasmine? Cool. Yes, my favorite part. So much going on in our classroom this week. Um, I'm going to start with adult classes, which again are every Thursday, 4.30 to 5.30, the history of Commedia dell'arte. So if you've ever wondered where slapstick comes from, it comes from Commedia. So come join us on Thursday. All right, so this week we are switching it up from our normal ATC team programming because we are offering a two-week workshop where we will create some digital theater pieces together. This class will be all online. Um, our students will work together in small groups and each group will create their own theater piece. So if you're dying to get creative with us and dying to create some theater, um, whether that's through performing or writing or any other way that you can work collaboratively to create theater, come join us. As you know, there's a lot of really great events that are happening for Arizona Theater Company. So thank you. Go online, check us out. And see.